The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on in the world of business, technology, and HR. Here's your host, Ira Wolf, and co-host, Keith Campagna. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to Googleization Nation and to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show. Uh, We do continue to hope that every one of you, your teams, your families, uh, continue to be safe and healthy as we start to uh, reopen a little bit uh, across the states, Uh, a little bit uneven, a little bit uncertain, but uh, we're we're getting there. Uh, And uh, hopefully everybody continues to practice uh, uh, basically good distancing prevention. Uh, We're going to need that. Uh, reminder, if you're not a member of Googleization Nation yet, it's easy to join. It's free, too. So go to GoogleizationNation.com. It's GoogleizationNation.com. So chances are that between emails, Zoom, text messages, Slack, news, a little bit of Netflix probably thrown in there or some, some streaming, uh, and probably a dozen other distractions. Uh, you've probably missed an, uh, an email or, or something that you should have done. It just got lost in all the noise uh, because uh, uh, from working from home and uh, sheltering in place has certainly opened up an information spigot. Uh, and uh, so we're going to be talking with uh, today the CEO of GuideSpark, uh, Keith Katani. And Keith's business is how, how companies, how corporations, how businesses can cut through all the noise, uh, which is hard enough during what, quote, unquote, normal times. But especially in today's environment, uh, it's just crazy out there and uh, kind of really excited to hear um, they, they just uh, completed a study. Uh, the results will be released tomorrow. Uh, but hopefully Keith will be able to give us a sneak peek into some of the, uh, the headlines from that. Uh, but before we bring uh, Keith Katani on, uh, I wanted to read something from a gentleman uh, that I interviewed yesterday, Perry Marshall. I met Perry about 10 years ago, uh, maybe a little bit more. Um, I was, uh, I, I've always, you know, for, for anybody who's heard me, I always do a lot of marketing in the background. I mean, that's probably my business. I'm probably a marketer, just happens to be in the HR space. Uh, so I do a lot there. He wrote a bestseller uh, years ago. It was about Google ads, right when Google ads started to come out. Uh, his background is actually he's an engineer and he's got some fascinating, fascinating things going on. But um, we I interviewed him yesterday on my live stream, which you can catch up on my YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com forward slash Ira Wolf on their live streams. Um, and one of he, he, right now he's a business strategist. He's a, he's a really he's a very in demand business strategist. Uh, and we were talking a lot about coming out of the post. You know what this is going to look like, how to recover. What are some new opportunities? Is there are some businesses that are are just not going to make it, but there's a lot of them that uh, will survive. And there's a lot of new ideas. And then I was talking to Keith Katani right before we got on the air about some of that where where we think it's going to go. But Keith wrote a brilliant 
what, what I call it, you know, this sounds crazy, but it was a brilliant obituary. It was an obituary for normal. So, uh, and I just wanted to read it real quick. And, and, and it's so appropriate because I think it, it sort of sums up where we are today. And our topic is going to be about communication and change readiness. How do we get ready? And how do you get your voice heard? And how do you communicate through all the noise? So um, Perry starts out that normal is dead. Normal shall not return. And you've heard that one before. But here, here was the obituary. Normal was a kind man. Normal worked hard and provided for his family. Normal purchased a life insurance policy. Normal was loved and respected by everyone who had the privilege of knowing him. He survived by his wife, Norma, and his children, Constance and Chastity. We will always hold Normal in our thoughts, cherishing the good times we had with him. Normal will be sincerely missed. Normal will live in our hearts and memories forever, which is so true. But Normal is deceased. Normal is buried at Pleasant Acres on Main Street, two blocks up from the library. Most people are immobilized awaiting Normal's return. They lie awake on the couch, chewing their fingernails like a frazzled parent, waiting for a teenager still absent three hours after curfew, suppressing the dark fantasies about all the disasters that may befall their son or, do or daughter. Others are groping around in, in grief. Most are at the bargaining stage right now, holding placards and waving protest signs. Some hold out for the new, a new president, a new fiscal policy, a new health care plan, new political party that will bring normal back. Some think normal may return if we ban firearms or pass stricter abortion laws or get better Supreme Court justices or overturn Brexit. But sorry for the bad news. Coronavirus is the last dirt on normal's coffin. So I agree 100% with Perry. Uh, I'd like to know what you guys think. Um, you know, is normal dead? Uh, where are we moving forward? Let us know in our chat. You can call us at 561-623-9429. That's 561-623-9429. Or you can share comments with me or Keith Compagna uh, on LinkedIn. And speaking of Keith Compagna, the other Keith, how are you doing? <laughs> uh, I'm doing fantastic. I, I really am. And I love today's conversation already. Um, you know, I, I would like to tell you that I would I would miss normal. Um, but I've really never hung out with normal all that much. Kind of kind of was kind of boring, although I did just pay my annual insurance premium. That's kind of funny. Um, I'm, I'm doing really well, Ira. And I got to tell you, from the people I'm talking to outside of the show and the stuff going on with the ROI shop, there are a whole lot of people that are, are struggling to let normal go. And I think the next couple of weeks are really where we're going to see those people come to light in terms of the ones that understand first things first or uh, or just run around and, and really do more harm than good. Yeah. And, and I really I really don't like the term new normal. Maybe maybe the other Keith, <laughs> Keith Katani, has a, a, a new version for that, seeking what the, a, a, another word for new normal uh, is going to be. Um, but there is, there's a tremendous amount of opportunity yesterday when I was talking with, uh, Perry, uh, and again, you can listen to that, the recording there. Um, he talks about the, the two, uh, there's two words for time in Greek. One is chronos, which is mm -hmm. chronological time. That's where chronolog, you know, that, that's what we normally do. The, the date and the calendar and, and the time, our, and the time on our clock, our watch. 
Um, but the other one is called Kairos. It's K-A-I-R-O-S. And it's the time of opportunity. I love, love it. it. Yeah. Love I mean, it. It was, yeah, perfect. And he says, that's the time we live in. We, this is the time we live in. So maybe maybe new normal is Kairos. Um, so I want a reminder, and we're our chat's popping here. Uh, today's show is live. If you have any questions, again, you can call us at 561-623-9429. Um, put a question in the chat. By the way, it uh, looks like a normal. Uh, everybody hit on that. No one should want normal from Todd. Timber says, what is normal? <laughs> what is normal? Uh, Heath uh, said, this is just a way to hide people's agendas. Um, you know, what is the normal we speak of by Larry Lester normal needs to be replaced for life and maybe people can roll with it better. And that's yeah, what I think. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, I think today's going to be one of those days where we'll have to apologize in advance for all the chatters. Uh, we <laughs> might not get to everything that you're asking us, but uh, yeah, it's yeah. Blowing, up, blowing up here. <laughs> here we go. We, we, we hit a nerve. We hit yeah, a nerve. Here we go. I've seen this um, before. So, right, yeah. So uh, we're, we're good. Uh, so we are going to, um, I think it's time. Um, I want to bring on Keith Katani, uh, who's the CEO of GuideSpark, Guide um, certainly in the heat of this, uh, because his, his company is focused on change readiness and especially uh, corporate communication. Uh, communication was always important and it was always difficult. And now we live in this, uh, this crazy world. So welcome to Geek Skeezers and Googleization there, Keith. Great, Ira and Keith. Thanks. It's great to great to be here with you. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and and uh, so let's dive in just uh, real quickly here. Uh, tell us a little bit about GuideSpark, uh, and then we'll get into um, you know uh, again what what you've been doing. Exciting. I know you got the survey. I don't know if we want to talk about that right up front or or to the end, uh, but definitely want to talk about uh, how companies could you know what can they do now to be well it's it. it being change ready is maybe past tense. <laughs> maybe maybe we're a little bit past that. But uh, what should companies be doing? What are, what do you see some of your clients doing? So get a little bit about GuideSpark, and then um, you know we'll go into the conversation. Sure, uh, GuideSpark is a, a technology company, uh, and we've really been focused on uh, what we call change communications, which is how do you help organizations, you know, kind of drive business outcomes through communication. And there's a quote that I, I use often from, from a journalist, Sydney, Sydney Harris, um, that I think kind of sums up the problem that we think is, is out there, which is information and communication are often used interchangeably, but they signify quite different things. Information is giving out, communications is getting through. And so you kind of touched on that in, in your intro, you know, where, you know, I think getting through is the key thing, especially in today's noisy world. And we think that there's, a, you know, a ways to leverage technology and, and content experiences and campaigns to really help organizations get through the noise and drive, you know, business results, whether that's uh, employee uh, alignment or adoption or action. You know, we think that's really critical. Um, GuideSparse experience has mostly been with large enterprises. So really in the Fortune 1000, Fortune 2000, you know, organizations that have lots of employees across very diverse uh, locations, regions, and demographics. And so they have a real challenge at trying to communicate effectively through all of those different pieces. And so, you know, GuideSpark has, has really been focused on that. And I did want to touch on one thing that you guys, you know, normal, obviously, on the chatter and everything is, is, uh, is, is pretty 
top of mind. And I don't have any new way to think about normal or, you know, I heard um, not the new normal, but the next normal. But, you know, Ira, you quote a lot about the speed of change. And so for me, normal is about change. And I think we have to be we have to be ready that normal and change are, are going to be tied together. I think we're just in a period of time where the change is happening, um, you know, pretty dramatically. Um, but change is going to continue to happen. And it's just going to be, you know, more dramatic, less dramatic. And we're just going to go through evolutions. But we're always going to be in a period of change. You know, and it's interesting listening to you. I mean, sometimes um, I, I learn from I, I write something and I get it. And then I hear somebody else kind of throw it back at me. And I go, okay, now now I know, you know, here, here's what's missing. And and the fact is, is that, you know, people struggled with change and they go, well, we've always changed, but then it was linear change. It took a long time. And then we talked about the acceleration of change. How it, it was just happening faster. And and there were a lot of people that were uncomfortable with that. Uh, so that was another component of now that we understand, now everybody could emotionalize uh, what uh, exponential change feels like. I mean, every... You know, I, I joke and I say that even a three-year-old now can probably explain to, to anybody what an exponential curve looks, what it, what it is, what it feels like, you know, how is it relevant. Uh, but the other part, and, and you being in the technology space, uh, the, the other part of that is it's not only accelerating, but it's converging. There's multiple pieces of this. It, it's not just that there's like a, a single, it's not just that technology is accelerating Every industry is accelerating. The change is accelerating. Some of it prompted by the the coronavirus. Uh, some of it prompted by technology. Some of it's going to be pr- uh, prompted by new behaviors that we have. And and I guess underlying that is you know what what you do, um, what GuideSpark does, is how do we? I guess how do you get? How do you cut through the noise? Um, and and especially now that. You know, we've got the distributed uh, distributed workplace. You know, it's not that everybody's coming to a rally or isn't coming into one place. How how, one is how do we how do we how's communication changing? And then how do you how do you you know, what are some guidelines to cut through the the noise? Yeah, I I mean, that's that's obviously I wish I had the one answer for, for everybody on how to cut through the noise. Um, maybe this is a good point where I can I can um, put a little bit of the the stats that we're seeing um, from the IDC study um, um, that we that we worked with that, that as you mentioned is going to be launched yesterday and this was done pre pandemic um, but uh, there are 576 billion uh, messages uh, sent out in the U S uh, every year um, and when they think <laughs> think about that number and 40 percent are deemed um, unimportant, and ninety percent of those are automatically routed to trash. Is that so all emails, or is that just emails to employees? Uh, the 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 five hundred seventy six emails. Um, it's, Billion. It's, yeah. No, it's 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 all it's all about the the messages from the company to the employees is about one hundred six billion. Wow. So there's a lot of interesting stats <laughs> <So> around <laughs> how much how much noise is out there, and, and this isn't including. The Zoom calls, the Slack, the Microsoft Teams, all that stuff. But, you know, everybody said, okay, great. We got this, we got this uh, you know, email system and we're going to be able to communicate. Well, this is the challenge that people have. I mean, if you think about how many messages are sent automatically to trash. Well, people might have sent it and thought they were communicating. That's that idea of information. Just because I sent it, it was communicated, which is, is, is not happening. And, you know, in this remote workforce, you know, 
each of us, you know, you've talked about it. You know, I talk about it every day. It's, it's how many messages I'm getting through all the different channels. And I think that, you know, to, to assume that that is going to just precipitously fall off and that there's not going to be any noise is, 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 is incorrect, right? Digital infrastructure is growing. And what happens with more digital systems is more noise. And there's going to be just more and more uh, noise. And so, you know, when we think about how to, how to think about that backdrop, I think there's a couple of things that we want to think about is you want to think about it from the employee's view. I think oftentimes companies, when they communicated, they always thought about it from their view. Hey, this is important. I'm going to send it. So the employee is going to, going to engage with it. Well, as we know in this busy world, especially as we blend personal and professional lives, you mentioned that earlier. I think that's a key, key factor that we're facing right now today, but we'll continue on is you have to think about it from an employee's perspective and how can you engage them in, in a way that's relevant to them. And I think that's about starting to create more personalized, targeted experiences that will engage it. That's what happens in the marketing world. You know, if you think about marketers, what they're trying to do is they're trying to connect with us in a way that is relevant to us. And I think that's around things like the channel you deliver it, the tone you use, the message you use. Because if you look at some of these enterprises, you know, healthcare systems, you know, how you connect to a, a physician versus a nurse versus a corporate versus a, a janitorial staff, like how you connect to them, how you engage them are going to be completely different. And so I think that the way to get through noise is starting with trying to be thoughtful about how are you going to engage them in a way that's relevant to them? Because if it is interesting and relevant to them, you have a better chance of getting through the noise. So Keith, you mentioned that those stats come from the pre-pandemic time frame. What do you think the post the you know the post COVID nineteen era is going to look like in comparison to what the IDC study uh, shows? Yeah, you know I, I'm guessing that email is going to um, you know probably increase in its ineffectiveness. You know I think that what we're starting to see is people are starting to leverage other channels of communication. You know, um, whether, you know, we have a health system now who's using text messaging, you know, for the first time ever. They've decided that they're going to give weekly updates through text messaging because they realized, you know, to reach all their other people, that was the best way to go do it. You know, for us, we use a lot of the collaboration tools like Slack and Microsoft Teams. And so I think what you're going to see is you're going to see an overall increase in noise through other channels as people say, OK, emails are less uh, less impactful. So I'm going to try to use other channels, but that's just going to cause even more noise for for an employee. And so I do think email is going to, you know, continue to evolve to be less effective until it gets, starts to be a lot more targeted and personalized. And the backdrop is that these new solutions that are going to come up are going to be effective initially, but that are going to be challenged as well. Now, is are most of I mean, is most of your work internal? Is it mostly uh, to employees, or do you also do work with the well? I guess the consumer. Yeah, yeah we we focus entirely on um, internal employees. You know, there's a whole set of businesses, marketing automation, that have been focused on trying to engage consumers. What I think we've done is we've taken a lot of those concepts, but try to apply them to an internal organization. Because if you think about internal communications, they have a wealth of knowledge about their target audience, right? Think about all the information in the HCM database about you know, who they are, you know, where, they, where they work, 
um, their family situation. So there's a lot of demographic information and, and, you know, what role they play that can be leveraged. And I think that thinking about that and how companies can start to use data is going to be critical. And that's an important point when I, I talk about getting through the noise is I think data is going to be critical for helping organizations get through the noise. I Traditionally, couldn't... oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead, finish your thought, go ahead. Well, I say traditionally, there's there's things like communications were a town hall or a brochure. There was no way to measure it. That's not true today. And I think if you aren't measuring it, you're not going to figure out how to how to connect. Go ahead. Preach, preach, brother. I mean, it's wild because uh, you're the CEO of the company, so we might give you a pass, Keith. Normally, we require everyone who comes on the show to hear all of our previous podcasts. <laughs> so you're prepared, um, but like actually, we, I think Keith was. I think he was pretty prepared. Apparently, he, I he did. Was listening nice. to some of them. So. Nice. See, that's yeah. why the CEOs they know what to do. Um, Keith, in 2019, we were talking so much about the lack of preparedness, this lack of uh, basically like it seemed like a lack of respect to data, and at the same time, everyone was talking about unproductivity disengaged employees. Now it seems like because of what's happened, it seems like like it's you don't have a choice anymore. And to me, I'm I can't wait to see what happens to the organizations that you know fall behind. Not in a negative way, just in a pure business observation way because would you agree technology is going to be the game changer? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, technology, as we've seen, you know, has allowed companies to move quickly to, to remote work in the span of a couple of days or weeks. But I think that when you think about technology, sure, it automates process. But at the core of any of these technology and digital systems is data. And that will allow people to be much more effective and efficient. Because okay. if you just change a system or a process, but you don't know actually whether it's working. And I think communications is a perfect example of that. So many people send so many communications. It's why 40% are reported are, are sent to trash because people aren't measuring and going, okay, no one cares about that. So let me just keep sending it. And if you start to really think about, you know, the, the leverage that data has, which is really, I think, the power of a digital system. Um, and, and that's going to just provide tremendous growth and opportunities for people to, to become more effective and efficient. Yeah. So, so Keith, you know, I, I was right before the show, I was listening a little bit uh, to a, there was a Sherm broadcast, as I said, with Arthur Brooks. Um, and one of the questions that came up at the end, uh, which is just one other piece of the puzzle, I think this is a rabbit hole, is companies communicating to their employees of what this transition back to work is going to look like. Um, and, and some of them were never, and I would say never going back to work, they're never going to go back to a corporate office because a lot of companies are going to uh, you know, figure out that they don't need all the space, that things were working efficiently, they, and they can work from home. Um, but they, but we were, they were also talking about even things like getting people to work. Um, you know, so there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be comfortable being crammed into a commuter train. In fact, they're not even going to allow that on subways and buses and um, even going up in an elevator. Uh, you know, they're talking about rather than having 15 people crammed into an elevator, you know, they're going to have three or four at a time. So how are, are you working currently with companies now to shape the message? I mean, what what what's that look like? I mean, where do we even where do where does a company even start with trying to create a uniform message to get out to a distributed workforce? 
Yeah, you know, the, the, the thing that I think is, is, is it, it was interesting as I think about kind of the, the evolution of, of what's happened, right? When, when first it was the, the pandemic, the crisis, the, the, the message was pretty, was, could be fairly uniform, right? We're going to work remotely, all of these things. But as we think about this, this issue of going back to work, you described where there are a lot of different situations. And if you think about an enterprise where they have people in different locations that have different local rules, you have different people thinking about the impact to their own health and how, what kind of risk they want to take. You're talking about people who have different family situations where their kid may not be able to go to school and they may have to think about it differently. And so I, I think it's a challenge for us to say, okay, here's the one uniform message. And so I think it will depend on the company, the industry, the situation that they have, that they're going to have to create a overarching message around their direction and policy. But as I talked about, I think it is going to require custom customizing those experiences for the different employee groups, because I think it's going to be incredibly hard unless you're a very, you know, either small or homogeneous uh, uh, um, organization to say that here's one uniform message. And so my message around communications that I often do with our clients and, and is you have to think about it in terms of employee audiences. And you have to think about creating these kinds of messages and experiences to, to customize to um, their situation if you're going to be relevant to them and you're going to be able to drive the change that's going to be necessary. And that, I think, is, 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 is going to be critical um, for people to think about as they move forward. And so I wish I had that one answer, but the answer for me is more an approach and a process. The other thing I think is an important message that companies have to, have to really think about is we are entering a time of huge uncertainty. You know, people talk about when is the economy going to return? What is the next wave? All of those things. And so one of the things I would recommend for people to, to do is to help organizations uh, and their employees um, communicate around the fact that, that this will be an ongoing change because we are in a period of huge uncertainty. And, and well, Keith, I, I mean, I, I think what you just, yeah, I 100% agree with the, with the area era of uncertainty. Um, but there was no reason to apologize. I mean, I, I talked about what that uniform message was, but I think that's what companies think. It's like, okay, we need to craft this message and whether it goes out as an email or a text or over Slack or we do a video um, the reality, what you just said was you may need to use all of those because it's not only getting people, how do we send it out, but how will it be received? And, and I know in somewhere I read something you did, I mean, you, you talk about that it's not just sending the message, but acting on it. So we're, we're going to take a short break. Um, when we come back, uh, we're going to continue this conversation because it's going to be really, really, really important uh, of how do you get people to, one is read it and then act on it. Uh, you are listening to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. We've got the CEO of GuideSmark, GuideSpark, I'll get that right yet, GuideSpark, uh, Keith Katani. Uh, we've been talking about uh, communication and being change ready. Uh, in the environment? How do we communicate with employees during this uh, time of uncertainty? Uh, we're going to hear from our sponsors, Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions, uh, who help us be here every week, every Wednesday on W4CY.com. So stay right where you are. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Hi, 
Hi everyone, this is Ira Wolf, author of Recruiting in the Age of Googleization. I'm excited to announce that my online course, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter, is open for business. This course is the culmination of a two-year-long project and releases recruiting tips I've learned after hundreds of hours of research, speaking with thousands of conference attendees, and interviews with dozens of experts. It's all available to you in Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. To receive more information or get started, visit our website at www.successperformancesolutions.com and click on the tab, Recruitment Marketing for the Accidental Recruiter. Imagine how your company would grow if your candidate experience earned a 99% approval rating. Well, to get to 99%, you need the three best letters in recruitment technology, XOR. Zor's text bots, chat bots, and audio bots increased IKEA's candidate conversion rate 455%. Zor decreases candidate drop-off rates, improves your candidate experience, and collects analytics for future strategies. To learn more, check out Zor.ai. It's XOR.ai. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Geek Skeezers and Googleization show, and everyone in Googleization Nation. I'm your host, Ira Wolf, and I'm here with my co-host, Keith Campagna, and a second Keith, Keith Katani, who's the CEO of GuideSpark. Uh, there are a couple things, just a reminder for everybody to make sure that they go to GoogleizationNation.com and sign up for free. Uh, you'll get updates for this and other live streams. Uh, tomorrow, um, I've got two more live streams. This is a crazy week for a lot of interviews, a lot of really, really good people. Uh, at 11 o'clock tomorrow, uh, on 11 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow on LinkedIn, YouTube, and Facebook, I'll be interviewing Dr. Chuck Coker, known Chuck for years. Um, and, uh, he was actually a mentor of mine. He, he got, he didn't get me into this business, but he was one of the first people I met and, uh, basically changed the direction. Uh, and, uh, he's got a new, he, he, he's talking a lot about trust, um, trustworthiness, uh, which is, um, you know, again, it, there's a big conversation going on about it uh, because employees are looking to companies, to their to to the to the uh, to their bosses, their managers and management um, to um, for guidance. Um, that's, you know, for for companies that still are, are going to have people coming back to work. That's the that's probably the one steady thing in, in their life. And uh, not only and it's ha- we're, we're talking about how to communicate that message. But part of that is how do you do that and be tr- how do you get people to trust the message? And uh, Chuck's going to be talking a bit about that tomorrow because he, he's got an assessment. He identified five uh, factors and uh, things like uh uh, one is what, what's your transparency level or, 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 you know, how, how do people view your transparency? What about your relatability? Uh, you know, how practical are you? So it's a, uh, it's a really quick, easy assessment. Um, it's about, it takes less than 10 minutes to do. Uh, and, uh, again, it's, it's more relevant than ever. And then in the afternoon, I've got a really all-star panel, uh, we're going to be talking about the future of HR, future of work, a lot of things that we're, we're sort of touching on here today. And I've got uh, Lance Hahn, who is the new editor at ERE and Talent. Um, uh, he, and uh, he's going to be on. Uh, Mike Clark, who you heard from a couple weeks ago on, on podcast, he's from Gallup. Uh, he's going to be uh, one of the panelists. And then Lee Andress, who um, 
is uh, really pretty big in, in talent acquisition. Um, very, very outspoken, and uh, she focuses a lot on UX, the user experience. So we've got a great panel going on in the afternoon. But meanwhile, we've got uh, Keith Katani here today, and I know Keith Compagna has a question. Yeah, yeah, boy, Ira, you got a ton going on, buddy. Um, I'm going to try to catch one of those live in sessions. But um, uh, Keith, the going back to where we were before the break, we were talking about the change that needs to be made. And I'm a, you know, SaaS sales rep since 2006, and and that means I'm a wholehearted agent of change. The curious point that came to me when you were talking about um, the the element, the need for all of it is the. What's the business impact? You know, what's your perspective on companies that A, use communication technology like you've been describing going forward? And B, what do you think will happen to the companies that maybe lag? Because in software, it's all about the difference between early adopters and laggards, right? Do you see, like, how would you see the difference in business impact having communication tools like this can have in the next, you know? year or so. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we talked a little bit about the fact that we are going to be in a time of uncertainty. And um, I think digital systems, as we discussed, we've discussed data and communications are all going to be critical for people to be agile as the world continues to evolve. And so for for me, the, the core business impact for these organizations that are prepared to be agile, to be prepared to drive change, is going to, they're going to be able to adapt faster and hopefully adjust their business in the right way in order to, to, uh, to meet the needs uh, as they come up over, over the uncertain times. But one of the things that, you know, when you, when you talk about what was the business impact, you know, there's about the digital and there's the communications. But there's, there's a macro thing for me that I think is, is, is going to impact businesses, which is one of the things that I think is ha- has happened is that Companies and employees now know what's possible when it comes to change. You know, I, I you mentioned about how change is hard and how, you know, we've all struggled over the years uh, in terms of changing. The interesting thing here is, you know, there's so much that now people realize is possible. You know, I, speaking of, of a previous uh, 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 session, you guys were talking about, you know, drones to disinfect buildings. Right. Nobody had that idea probably a year ago, yet you talked about a business that was able to make that change. And so I think that we have is we have a backdrop of, of situations where companies realize what's possible now. And so they're they're going to be more focused on driving that change. Those companies that have the, situ- the tools in place to drive that change are going to be able to move faster and, and as a whole, I think, um, have better business impact. But I did want to mention one piece that I think is, is, is a little outside digital and communications, which is um, managers. And I think that is a, a, a core place. Um, you know, I think you guys have talked, talked about the importance of managers. But I think when you talk about uncertainty and you talk about these different groups that are going to have to go to work in a different place, in a different way, depending on where they locate, how a manager translates the uniform message from the top to actually allowing people to be agile and do the work that's aligned is going to be a key piece. And so when I think about communications, one of the things that I think is really critical that we work with a lot of clients on is to over-communicate and to communicate clearly to the managers. 
because sometimes you're going to go to the employees, but the employees look to the managers to translate. And so all of these things are going to, you know, if you have these kinds of things, you have, have, have strong managers who can be agile, you have digital systems, you have communications, you leverage data, you're going to be able to move faster and, and drive your business uh, it, it, through uncertainty in a much better way. Yeah, I mean, I've got my mind's like spinning in a million directions here. Um, so part part one of these things is we're, we're obviously doing everything on the fly. There's, there's a lot of different ways to say that. Uh, and I've, I've been listening to a lot of people speak and some people talk about we're all we're all fighting above our weight class. Uh, we're all faking it till we make it uh, <laughs> these days. So we, we're in the midst of change and 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 we don't have we don't necessarily have the time to think through that, to develop that strategy. It's not like we see this coming in three to five years or 12 months from now and, and let's adapt. I mean, we're in the midst of it. So, you know, one of the things I'd like to ask you is how are you helping or, or what would you advise uh, companies? How can they become, um, I know change ready is one of the words, but I'm going to say pivot ready. How, how do they become pivot ready uh, amidst, you know, the pandemic, uh, amidst what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'll, for me, I, I, co- I, I covered a few of these, but, but I think I'll, I'll, I'll summarize first for me, a company to be pivot ready has to have the right culture and employee mindset and organizational mindset. And we're seeing this with some of the, the companies we've worked with in the past where they, you know, have many years of traditional working and it's mm-hmm. hard to break those processes. And so I think the first thing if a company needs to be in terms of pivot ready is they need to be have the right culture and mindset for change. And that's why I think the pandemic has 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 uh, really helped them. Um, the structural thing that I talked about are you have to have a good digital infrastructure. You have to realize managers are critical and you have to really think about communication and communication, as I mentioned, is not about delivering of information that just creates noise. And it's being thoughtful around communication and thinking about communication as a journey. That's the other concept that we work with organizations a lot with, which is, you know, it's not just about sending a bunch of ad hoc messages and hoping people can put it together in in terms of understanding and driving the change and alignment that you need. You know, communication journeys are, 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 you know, a great concept, I think, for, for a number of reasons, because it happens over time. It's targeted. And what you do is you can start to tailor that to different uh, employee groups at the right time. And that is what's going to allow you to pivot. Right. Some groups and employee groups will pivot slower just because of where they are, what they do, and some will pivot faster. And so you have to understand that and realize that you have to, to, to customize those experiences. And I think communication is foundational for driving any of these kinds of changes. So, so I, I know, I mean, obviously, I, what's always helpful is is having a speci- something specific, something that, you know, uh, an example of, of how you helped a, a company or how they helped go through this and i know you can't reveal you know probably most of the names um but are there any specifics can you kind of walk us through what how you've helped a company improve um not the delivery of information but how they were able to communicate a message uh that resonated with the with the employees or or at least it didn't even have to resonate at least they reacted to it sure yeah i mean um you know the I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it at first at, at a kind of more more general level, and then and then and then go into to, to maybe some some examples. But I, I think the first is that you know organizations need to um, 
start to get the mindset of measuring. Because um, if you aren't measuring, you really don't know whether you are driving the results that you want. And I think so often that communications are a scenario where people have said, oh, yeah, this, this is great. This email was well-written or this, this piece of content was great. I've communicated. And so one of the things that, you know, as we think through this is that organizations really need to think about how do they measure these situations so that they can go and they can, they can um, understand. And, and, and again, the piece of that is starting to understand each of the different organizations and, and um, who their people are and how they're going to go reach them. So, you know, I, the, the one that I, I mentioned a little earlier, just in terms of an organization who, you know, has been using more email oriented communications and they realize the cell system in this pan, in this pandemic situation that the emails were not going to be the most effective way to communicate on a regular basis. Because, again, they have people who are not on front of a, a desk or a computer. And so they went to text messaging and they're doing an ongoing set of a text messaging um, to, to go and do that. And again, that's a pretty simple example, but it's a situation of understanding your audience, understanding the employees and what situation they're in, and then how do you customize that? All the way to a scenario where we're working the multinational and we're, we're working with their data science team to really start to understand as they go through a multi-year campaign, what groups are engaging with what type of information. So once you start to see that, you can then look at these different groups, and it could be a different group by region, it could be a different group by role. In this situation, it's all of those. And you start to then look at ways to optimize for those specific groups based on the life type of engagement that they have. So it could be, um, you know, it could be as simple as um, uh, a different type of a style or tone that you may want to use, or it could be, um, um, you know, it could be more complex where you realize, oh, my gosh, I have to create a whole set of uh, another set of communications around driving that change. And so um, it, it's it, it, it really becomes for me a process of understanding your employee audience and how you're going to capture their attention in this situation. So we, we just have a few minutes here, left, uh, and I want to be able to make sure that people, you can give your information, how to contact you and everything else. But w- what is your biggest challenge? What, what's GuideSpark's biggest challenge right now? Um, and, uh, you know, and then we'll, we'll, clo- we'll close it out with uh, how people can get in touch with you. Sure. Whenever people ask me that question, I think about it in, in two ways. One is, as the CEO of GuideSpark and, and what is our, our challenge as a business. And I'm dealing with the same thing that everyone else is, which is, um, you know, uncertainty. And so we are, you know, we're using our own tools and we're communicating heavily, but it's hard because people want certainty. And I don't know how to communicate certainty because I, I think it's, it's very difficult to know what's certain. And so the biggest challenge I think as a, as a business and organization is really managing through this level of uncertainty. You know, the challenge for, for, for our clients is, helping them try to prioritize the communications they want to go talk about. You know, we talk about the noise, you know, from the IDC study, like there is so much noise out there and companies think that they just can keep sending messages and that's getting through. And I think the biggest challenge that we have with working with our clients is really starting to help them prioritize what's the most important, because if you have five important things, all you're doing is creating more noise. And so the biggest thing is to prioritize those activities, realize it's not a one one-off message and it's really trying to create an experience that will drive change. 
So and related to the question, I, I agree with you about the certainty, but uh, and I and I just heard this as I said right before we went on the air uh, through uh, from Arthur Brooks. Uh, he wrote an article on the Atlantic, and I, I just pulled it up while you were talking there. Uh, it's called Two Errors Our Minds Make When Trying to Grasp the Pandemic," and he talks about disappoint making sense of disappointment, uncertainty. So that that may actually may. You know, give you some context. I thought it. I thought it was really interesting on uh, how people deal with uncertainty, and a lot of it has to do with how they evaluate risk, um, and and how in, in in communicating that. How do you how do you help people convert uncertainty to a manageable risk? Uh, so, uh, you know, ho- hopefully that may be of worth. So it's on the Atlantic uh, Magazine uh, uh, site. So, okay. how can people get a hold of you, Keith? So um, our website is uh, www.guidespark.com. Um, my email is kkitani at guidespark.com. Uh, hopefully not overloaded with the, the email noise, but um, feel free to reach me. I love talking about communications. I love, like, this is, for me, a, a key area, I think, as we think about the next, you know, getting through whatever the new normal, the next normal is. So uh, it's just kkitani at guidespark.com. And our website is uh, www.guidespark.com, and it's Guide Spark. Yeah. And that's uh, also your last name is K I T A N I, right? Correct. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Keith, you haven't uh, Keith Gipagna. <laughs> Keith, I don't know if you're number one or number this two. Keith? But yeah, this <laughs> Keith. Yeah, that Keith. Um, any, any final uh, comments uh, or questions? Real quick. For- yeah, Keith, thank you so much for coming on the show uh, and congrats on the, the opportunity in front of you and, and all that good stuff. Um, well-deserved, well-deserved. And, and you know, Ira, my, my thought for today is just how Keith brought it right there at the end. It's kind of like playing that old game, the what was it, phone booth or, or phone where you whisper something to the first person in the class and they have to whisper mm-hmm. it all the way around and by the time it gets to the last person – the message isn't at all what it was, right? And it's really interesting to think about that in a business environment, how, how hard it is to get the actual message heard in the way you want it to be received, especially now with everyone being decentralized. It's really fascinating to see how that's going to play a role going forward. Just another another thing to talk about. And, and, you, just, and you just reminded me one thing. Keith, how, Keith uh, Katani. How will people be able to get the survey results? Because I know they come out tomorrow, right? Yes, yeah, so it'll be on our website. So uh, we will we will have a link on our website, um, and it's really about IDC talking about how do you communicate um, in in a time of noise. And again, this was pre-pandemic, but the yeah. backdrop of all the noise yeah. out there. So you can go to our website and, and be able to connect to that to that report. Yeah, yeah absolutely appreciate it very much. And I, I saw a preview of it, and and there is just a ton to go into. So it'll be still super relevant there. So again, Keith, I appreciate. It. I know you got crazy busy schedules like all of us, and uh, appreciate you t- carving out the time and being here. And uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll need to have you back because this is. Uh, going to be an ongoing conversation. Uh, how do you communicate? And a powerful message today that, uh, you know, you just can't be sending out text messages and expecting people to act upon them. <laughs> so, very Excellent. Outstanding. A um, lot going on. Um, you know, I mentioned before, um, just a reminder for everybody, um, 
to go to googleizationnation.com. Uh, sign up because I've got the, the live streams tomorrow. I've got another one on Monday. Uh, we're going to talk about the future of leadership. I'm talking with Dorothy Dalton. She's from Belgium. And on Tuesday, I'm talking with Elena Valentine. We're talking about culture. And I know we started out this conversation, uh, and Keith uh, Katani mentioned it several times, about the importance of, of mindset and company culture. Um, and uh, so we'll be continuing that conversation. Then, of course, next week we're back here live, 1 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time on Geek Skeezers and Googleization. I don't recall who my guest our guest is next week. But, uh, <laughs> we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> Now we got them already lined up. Let me just if, you, if I can oh quickly gosh. pull it up here. Uh, Declan, is it? Is oh, that, nice. Uh, yeah, Declan, Declan Murphy. Yeah. So uh, again, um, we, we got a lot going on. So appreciated everybody. Um, we want to thank again. Uh, we've got to thank Zor.ai and Success Performance Solutions. Uh, they allow us to be here every week. If anybody else is interested in being a sponsor. Um, we're, we've got a few openings, so we got an opening or two, uh, not a few, but we got an opening or two. We want to make the whole show about commercials. Um, but we, we'd be happy to help, help you. Um, what else? Uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, if you've got any comments, improvements, suggestions, uh, things that are going on or, or, uh, something you just want to chat with Keith and me, uh, reach us on LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, you can go up and listen to all the past shows on geekskeezersgoogleization.com. We're also on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, uh, SoundCloud, you name it. We're, we're there. Uh, and until next week, Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, W4CY.com. This is Ira Wolf and Keith Capagna from the Geek Skeezers and Googleization Show. Don't let the shift hit your plans. Thank you.